Reflections with Deacon Gary Johnson. The Son of God could have come to us in any way that he wanted. He could have come to us fully grown and alone, or he could have come as a child under the protection of some royal court. Instead, he chose to come to us as a baby in the midst of the most fundamental dynamic in human life, the family, the holy family, whose feast we celebrate today. Now, over the years, I've seen a lot of pictures of the Holards. They usually denote a, well, a perfect picture. They're all well-dressed. Jesus has a perfect smile. Mary has the child nurtured in her arms, and Joseph the humble and prayerful servant supporting and protecting them. It's a wonderful picture. Like many of you, we've had some pictures taken of our family over the years. In all of them, we too look well-dressed and smiling and peaceful. But if our family was anything like yours, you already know the stress of getting everyone dressed, of standing in front of the photographer, waiting until they got the perfect shot, everyone's eyes open and the smiles just right. The kids fidgeting and wanting to be somewhere else, anywhere else. And while that family picture may look perfect, you and I both know that we felt anything but peaceful, anything but stress-free, and anything but holy leading up to it. And while I like those holy cards with Jesus and Mary and Joseph depicted on them, I recognize that they're kind of like our family portraits. It's a nice picture, but not very real. The real family has its share of struggles and tensions and worries. And so did the real holy family. Mary was an unmarried pregnant teenager. They were abjectly poor, so much so that they were staying in a stable to give birth. No home, no motel, no friends to take them in. Almost living on the street. Joseph was a tradesman not a doctor or lawyer, no university or college education. They had no condo on the waterfront or a bungalow in the better area of town. And Luke's gospel shows us later how they had to flee from oppression. They were refugees, like so many who are coming to Canada. They were strangers in a strange land, fleeing from their lives from their country of origin. Jesus' family lived in obscurity and in tough times. Carpenters weren't high-income earners in their day, and Joseph had to work hard, as did Mary, to support and nurture the family, to provide meager shelter and food on the table. They lived a very ordinary family life for many, many years. Now, there's a picture that you and I can relate to working hard to provide food and shelter, trying to support a family when the world wants more and more of our time and energy, loving our children and disciplining them at times too. You know, as Jesus was fully human, I think there were times when he was going through his terrible twos that he didn't want to go to bed or eat all of his dinner. Now, to be clear, it's true that Mary was not your average mother and 
Joseph was a just man and protector and foster of God, and Jesus was both fully human and fully divine. So in that way, it's not your typical family. But their experience of life is not that different from our own. So they really can become for us an example to follow. And I think on this feast day, therein lies the message for you and me. If there's one thing that made the Holy Family different in its experience of life, it's that Jesus was the center of their life. So it caused me to reflect. Has Jesus been the center of my family life? Has Jesus been the center of your family life? Do we as parents take time to help our children discover the spiritual dimension of their life? You know, children have this wonderful capacity for awe and wonder and mystery. They have an innocence of soul that's an uninhibited font of faith and hope and love. But if we don't cultivate and nurture the budding faith of our children, who will? Now, I see many parents who are doing a great job at this. They encourage their children to participate at Mass or even serve in it. They involve their children in the life of the parish, and they devote much time and effort to the spiritual development. But we also know others who send their children to Catholic schools to teach them how to pray, but then never pray with them at home. Or have the parish prepare them for First Confession and First Communion, but then never go to even to Mass on Sundays. Our kids learn by example, and they can see right through the hypocrisy of adults. If we want to emulate the Holy Family in our family, then it seems to me that the very first thing we need to focus on is our own personal relationship with God and how Jesus is central to our lives. Because we can't give what we don't got. Now, not all families have a mom and dad at home for any number of reasons. It's not the body count that's important. It's living our lives in the situation we find ourselves in, centered on Jesus. Taking time each day to pray for support and guidance. Teaching our children to, to pray by having them join us at prayer at meals. Yes, even at McDonald's. And praying the rosaries with our kids. Yes, even if the five-year-olds get up, run around and poke each other. Bringing our kids with us to Mass and bringing them with us to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. If we let our kids see how Jesus is important in our lives, they will be more open to letting Jesus become central in their lives too. This is why Vatican II taught us that the, the home is the domestic church, and parents, by their words and their actions, are the first heralds of faith. And for me, that is the central message of this feast day, the feast of the Holy Family. If Jesus is the center of our personal lives, and the center of our family life, then despite all the struggles and setbacks, the surprises, our family can indeed emulate the Holy Family. And what a wonderful family portrait that would be.